The views expressed herein reflect the views of the Whistler Agency as of the date of publication. These views may change as conditions change. The views expressed herein are not intended and should not be construed as investment advice, and they do not address any individual's specific situation. Welcome to Whistler While You Retire with Tim Whistler from the Whistler Agency. Here you will learn how Tim helps clients avoid taking unnecessary risks in retirement. With a fiduciary responsibility, Tim's mission is to help retirees and soon-to-be retirees create a greater sense of confidence about their retirement plan. Now, on to the show. Welcome back to Tim Whistler's podcast, Whistler While You Retire. So glad you're with us again. I'm Patrice Sikora. Now, this episode, Tim intends to explain the concept of sequence of returns risk. It does sound rather highbrow and wonky, yes, 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 but stay with him because it makes a lot of sense. So Tim, why don't you set the stage for us? Thanks, Patrice. And thank you also too for, for agreeing to do this video. This is the first time we've kind of done this. So this is, this is great. I, and hopefully so this bear will go with us. We're, that's we're right. That's here. right. <laughs> that's right. But I just think it's so important when it comes to understanding something we may not be familiar with, that if we can have a visual aid or two, I think it'll help solidify the importance because quite honestly, one of the most damaging challenges that a retiree can face is what we call sequence of returns risk. You know, because what have we talked about for all these episodes up till now that the most important part of retirement hinges upon one thing, and that's it. We want to travel. We want to maybe take up a new hobby. We want to spend time with the grandkids. All of that takes income. We got to pay the bills, right? We got to spoil the grandkids. We need income for that. And where a lot of people fall short or potentially set themselves up for failure is not receiving the right advice and understanding that a retirement income specialist, you know, looks at things through certain lenses that they may not even be aware of. And one of them is what we call a sequence of returns risk. All right. So let's talk about there are two phases of our lives. We've talked about this before, mm -hmm. the working years and the retirement years. Exactly. What happens in each? Perfect. So I'm going to share my screen here. Uh, let me click a couple of buttons here real quick and find the right one here. Okay. Can you see my screen? Yes, indeed. Looks okay. good. The financial life, the accumulation distribution. Yes. Okay. So like, like you said, Patrice, like we've talked about in, in, in previous episodes, there are two phases to our financial life. And I just want to walk us through this slide here without belaboring the point, but it's important to grasp this, the accumulation phase right? We're walking up that mountain. We're going through the, the various chapters of life. We, we, we come out of college, we get married, we buy a house, we have kids, we're paying for the bumps and bruises of the kids' age. We're putting braces on the kids. For those of us who still have teenage drivers at home, <laughs> we're taking out a second mortgage, mortgage to afford the auto insurance, right? Then our kids want to go to college. You know, I mean, it's it just constantly, there, there's, there's multitude of bills constantly coming af after us where it basically hinges down to that primary challenge during all those years of the accumulation phase is truly just saving enough. Right. That's what our big challenge is. But we've successfully navigated that phase. We come to the mountaintop. We plant that retirement flag in the mountain. Now we transition to the second phase. This is what we call the distribution phase. And this is what we've talked about before. And I think we've, we've actually recorded a couple of episodes primarily focusing on a few of these challenges. And today, the sequence of returns risk really follows that market risk challenge or risk involved. You know, because if we knew, if we had the answer to two questions, we may not potentially have as much worry 
or anxiety about retirement. If we knew exactly how long we're going to live, and if we knew if we knew exactly what the markets were going to do, <laughs> I mean, think how much stress that takes away. If we, we, we could answer both those questions, we would be on easy street. You know that, yes, right? It's exactly. We could bounce that last check to the undertaker. What in a perfect <laughs> world, right? What a great retirement plan. But again, we don't know that. So we don't know how long we're going to live. We don't know what taxes are going to do. We don't know how much healthcare is going to, going to cost us. You know, when we have husband and wife who go into retirement together, in all likelihood, one of them is going to survive the other. And then you go into longevity. So again, focusing in and understanding that these challenges do exist. Now that the, the conversation becomes, well, how do we mitigate them? And we've talked about this before. When we, we understand the ROI, a lot of people are familiar with that. A lot of people understand that to be return on investment. And that's true. Right. right. Building wealth. That's what we're doing. We're accumulating wealth. We want that dollar to turn into $2 to $10. We want it to accumulate. But when we come to distribution phase of life, the transition also needs to follow suit where the ROI goes away from returns onto reliability of income. Nice. Okay. So move from return on investment to reliability mm -hmm. of income. Mm -hmm. That's the big question though. How? Right. How do we do this? Like we said, mar the markets can be very damaging. Yes. So what I want to share with everybody today, and this is why I really wanted us to record this with the visual aid, because this is a very important topic. And I think it's a lot easier to understand when we can see some visual aids here. So let me show some folks here a very easy to read document. I'm going to walk you through this, but it talks about, you know, truly how can sequence of returns affect your nest egg? So what we're doing here, we're looking at two hypothetical investors. And I'm going to use that word hypothetical because again, we don't know what's going to happen, mm -hmm. but we can understand that between two investors like Bob and Ted, who are saving money for 20 years, we don't know what the stock markets are going to do. So let's look at Bob's scenario here. Bob dropped in a half, of, half a million dollars, just like Ted does. And we can see here down this column, Bob's returns, first three years are pretty good. 29 minus six plus 19, right? Those are good years. Then we, as we continue on down, we can see there's a couple of zeros in there, a couple of bad years, minus 38, another 23, et cetera. But when it's all said and done, after 20 years, Bob has just about, or actually more than doubled his money, 121% growth. I'll take it. I would too. That's a fantastic, you know, nest egg that he has accumulated. Now let's look on the other side here on Ted. There's something that's very, very similar Besides the fact that they both start with half a million dollars, the returns that we see with Ted are the exact opposite of the returns that Bob received. It's the same, you know, set of 20 year returns, but it's in reverse order. So Ted's first three years, minus 10, minus 13, minus 23, all of a sudden Ted's like, holy smokes, my half a million dollars is now yeah. down to 300,000. But again, we follow the same order when it's all said and done. Ted realized the exact same amount of growth as Bob did. Because it's the same performance, just in a different order. Okay. Okay. Why do I say that? Because like we said before, return on investment. These two gentlemen are both in the accumulation phase. They're building wealth, right? So their, their account values are going to ebb and flow with the stock market performance. Mm -hmm. But here now is where the danger lies. When we start to transition into retirement and the ROI focuses away from growth or returns now to reliability of income, look what can happen when we have the exact same performance from the indexes and now we're taking out income. Okay. So the second page, all the difference is we're going to start with a half a million. Bob's returns are going to be in the exact same order. 
Ted's returns in the exact same order here. There's going to be one extra column. They're each now going to take out $25,000 each year. Okay. So here's Bob. Let's look at Bob first. There oh, I'm the, looking at the bottom line. I'm looking at the bottom, bottom line. line. <laughs> there's the bottom line right there. Look at the difference when we return, or I'm sorry, when we retire in a year of positive returns as opposed to what Ted went through. Wow. Is that not just significant? But we don't know what the years are going to be like when we retire. That's exactly right, Patricia. We have, we have no idea. And like you said earlier, if we did, we'd be, <laughs> we would have to have a plan in place. You know, we have to, you know, I, 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 I like the quote that Robert Kiyosaki has shared. He says, I think in the negative, so I can plan for the positive. And, and I think that's very, very true to when we come into an element where number one, we've never walked down the retirement journey before. Mm-hmm. Number two, we have no idea how long we're going to live. We have no idea what type of stock market we're going to retire into. Are we going to retire into one like Bob realized we're up 29% that first year or that first year we lose 10, second year we lose 13. I mean, can you imagine the sleepless nights that Ted and his wife are experiencing while they're taking money out? Their account values are going down faster than the amount that they're withdrawing. And imagine those poor people who retired in 2008. Exactly right. Exactly right. So the point of the matter is when we add in that one extra element that happens in retirement, those are called withdrawals. We've saved money and now we're going to take money out of the account. It can have damaging effects because we don't know what the stock market returns are going to be like for us as we transition into retirement. Now, obviously, we can say this is, you know, stock market. This is, you know, there's going to be the volatility, right. but that volatility can be, as you said, here, just the numbers show us huge. Right. All right, so what do we do here? <laughs> I'm besides so glad not, you asked. Besides not retire. <laughs> right. So we can, we can all relax and take a deep breath because there is an answer to this. And we've talked about this before. Episode two, Zero's the Hero. Oh, love that one. <laughs> love that one. So now we're going to kind of come full circle here. We, we kind of did this with purpose, with, with educating folks that, this is very real. People know about this. They know what happened in 2008. They know what happened in 2018. We know that the market can be very bearish and take money away from us, but what can we do? So let me open up a spreadsheet here. The spreadsheet is extremely simple to follow. Okay. It's going to be very hypothetical. Okay. What we're doing, half a million dollars of initial balance. And let's say, just like Bob and Ted, we're going to take out $25,000. So our withdrawal rate is going to be 5%. Okay. Mm-hmm. Again, we don't know what the market's going to do, so let's just pull up a rand list of index returns. And in this sequence here, this investor, again, started with half a million, took out 5%. Here are the returns mm-hmm. over those years, left with that investor with $166,000 after they've taken out three hundred fifty. dollars Okay, not great, not bad. Let's click the random button. What about this one? This one's a little bit better. Had a really good year right out of the gate. Uh-oh, here comes a 2008. Right. Now we're left with 199 Okay. Again, I can just click, keep clicking this all day long and twice on Sunday. It's just going to keep randomly showing us what can happen to our balance during market fluctuations, right. ups and downs. Okay. Now here's where the power of zero comes in. When we can replace any negative year with a zero, and then on the flip side, instead of getting all of the up, all of the 13, all of the 26, all of the four, if we just get a portion of that, that's exactly what we've been talking about for all these episodes leading up till now. When we can mitigate the element of market volatility by avoiding 
all of the down and taking some of the up. Now I'll pause here. What does some of the up mean? In this case here, I'm going to illustrate, what if we got 40% of the up? People are thinking, holy cow, only 40%? Stick with me because watch what will happen when we take out the negative. When I click this button right here, here's what's going to happen. Same half a million, same 5% withdrawal rate, but the difference is these five years of negative numbers are going to be zero. These other green numbers are going to be 40%. Look at the difference between the two numbers. Hmm. We replaced negative with zero. And of the positive years, we took 40%. So in this case, when the index itself did 13.62, if this particular hypothetical we received 40% of that, we got 5.45. So in other words, we had some positive growth. When it went up 26, oh, that's fantastic. Well, we took 10. Well, again, when we're not realizing double-digit right. losses, we don't need double-digit returns. <laughs> in other words, you don't have to be completely greedy. We don't have to be greedy. And I've, I've had clients tell me that before. One particular <laughs> gentleman said, Tim, I need a buffer between my fear and my greed. <laughs> I said, I'm your guy. I like I'll that. <laughs> I like that. It, it makes perfect sense because again, this is one illustration. Let me click the random button. Okay. Watch what will happen here. Here's the perfect example. Two good years right out of the gate. Boom. Here comes a bad year. Here's another bad year. Okay. That investor didn't do too bad. 209. But what side of the column would we'd rather be on Patrice? 209 or 384? Yeah. Yeah. I now, can keep, sorry, go ahead. Can I choose what I want my participation rate to be? That is a fantastic question. So how this works is whenever we bring in the element of the indexed annuity, what we've talked about many times throughout here, my job is because I'm an independent advisor with that fiduciary, fiduciary role, what is the client trying to accomplish? I am able to select from the insurance companies that I have access to the participation rates that they are allowing us to have with a variety of indexes. So I'm very, very conservative when it comes to participation rates. I'm not saying this is all we get. Some will be higher. Some indexes may be lower. So again, I can change this. Let's say we only get 30%, right? The numbers will adjust. The point being is that that's where we come into play and say, okay, what is the client trying to accomplish? Do we just need some random withdrawals like 5%? What if we're only needing to take, for example... Let's say if we just take out 4%, whatever the case is, I mean, we're going to know that kind of as we come into that planning phase of our conversation, the point of it is if we can take out market risk, <laughs> mm -hmm. it just gives that client a little bit more peace of mind knowing that, hey, if we can extend this out by taking away that damaging element of market volatility known as sequence of returns risk, it just gives ourselves a better chance to go through survivorship and longevity into those retirement years. So yes, participation rates are set by the insurance companies that we select. And that's where my team and I put together our heads when we're coming up with a retirement plan for a client to find, again, the highest participation rates that we have available to us from the companies that we work with. And all you're really giving up is losses. Losses. We're avoiding the losses. There are no more negatives. And I'm telling you, Patrice, I've been doing this for so long that a lot of times I will have client conversations where they just had a review right after the market lost money. <laughs> they almost read from the same spreadsheet or the same script, I should say. I'm looking at a spreadsheet. <laughs> we don't get into the spreadsheets when we're talking, right? <laughs> it's the same thing. They almost all read from the same script. Well, I did, at least I didn't lose any money this year. Yeah. Just like the story of Judy, where we talked about that. 
Yes. Right. When, when she talked about, I'm so, you know, she, she meets with her advisor that first year, she's up 17%, 14%, whatever the number was. And she's like, ho-hum. She comes back into his office the next year after market with correction. With yes. With, with treats, with a zero. And he's like, Judy, I don't understand. Last year you made money. This year you didn't make money. And you give me a plate of cookies and a hug. What changed? And she says, because I didn't lose anything. And I have friends and family who lost a ton of money. That's what it boils down to. Now, do you make this spreadsheet available to your clients to play with? <laughs> I, I share, this just became available to me not too long ago. This is an amazing page here. It, it, it's just a very simple page. We don't, we don't complicate it. We keep it very simple. I can change these numbers. If, if, if I say, for example, I'm sitting down with a client, they're like, well, Tim, I did pretty well. What does a million dollars look like? Okay, let's run through that exercise. Still taking out 5%. There's the market. We bring in this guy. The numbers will just get bigger. Wow. So yes, I share this with clients. I, and like I said, we just literally, um, this was literally just provided to me from my team that I work with. I have shared this with two prospects between then and now. I mean, we're just talking just a few days, Patrice. When I see, when I, when I got my hands on this. <laughs> I can and, imagine. And then the true litmus test was the first time I shared it with a lady who has, who lost her husband years ago. She just turned 65. She's not sure if she can afford to retire. So that was our, what our conversation was about. This was one of the first things that I showed her. And I, I just asked her, Karen, have you ever heard of sequence of returns risk? No, I never have had. I, I haven't, in fact, just to be honest, Patrice, I have never heard anybody tell me, yeah, I know exactly what that is. Okay. So I brought this out. I showed, showed this to her and I said, Karen, which side of the page do you want to be on? This side over here where you get all of the up and all of the down? Or on this side where you take some of the up, but avoid all of that. She goes, I want to be on this side of the page. So yes, I share this with people because it's powerful. When we can see this by simple math, it's not Tim Whistler's opinion. There's not, we're not setting anybody up. There's no smoke and mirrors. It's just simply saying, hey, if the market does this, this is what you can expect. The spreadsheet, man. The spreadsheet that moves. <laughs> yes, indeed. And we can click, keep on clicking this all day long and twice on Sunday. And it just all boils down to if we can avoid a negative with a zero, man, the, the story just changes. Tim, before I ask how people can reach you, is there anything we haven't touched on you want to make sure you cover? Because this is just so intriguing and fascinating, but it's also so deep. It, it is deep. And this is why, number one, I wanted this to be a visual aid because now we're recording this. They can, they can watch this again. Number two, I think this is where the conversation if, I, if they don't take me there, I'll take them there. When I sit down, when we're doing a fact-finding conversation, they're bringing out you know, account statements from their, from their IRAs, their 401ks, their bank accounts, their life insurance policies, and we're gathering details. Then I'm also asking the questions, okay, so you've got a million dollars in a 401k. Okay. We're not going to talk about it on this episode, but I always ask the question, is all of that money yours? <laughs> when oh. you start taking withdrawals, who, who else owes money or who else gets a, a slice of that money, I should say? Right. The IRS, right? We're not even talking about that in this episode. So we're only talking gross withdrawals. Now you start taking taxes out of that and you still are re realizing market losses that can compound the problem a little bit. So when we have those conversations, Patrice, that's where I'm just simply trying to educate clients to understand the transition from accumulation to distribution phase. It's a simple process. We're working, we're no longer working, but it's not an easy journey. We have to mitigate against some potentially damaging threats that we, we are going to face. I mean, if, you know, if, if we retire one day and we pass away the next, this is a moot point. 
Uh, but sure. if we okay, yeah, we don't want to talk more. But obviously, but but again, if if we retire with the intent of probably being retired for 15, 20, 25, possibly thirty years, might we see a market correction or two? <laughs> a few, my dear, a few. A few. <laughs> I mean, again, not not trying to sway opinion, but just we just look at numbers. So I just think it's so important for a client to ask this question if they're working with somebody. Ask the question, hey, Mr. Advisor, Mrs. Advisor, what do I do? How do I hedge against market volatility? Just simply repositioning assets, I would question that because some of the most balanced mutual funds out there can still lose a ton of money in a bear market. Now, Tim, you've been mentioning the visual aids. We've had some mm-hmm. you know, sharing screen time here, mm-hmm. but some people are listening to this on a podcast. Yes. Where can they go to see this? So what they should do is, I believe that we are also, I think we can also be heard on YouTube. I think if they go to YouTube and search for Whistler While You Retire, I believe we pop up there. I'll double check that, but I believe that we do. So in other words, since now we are recording this where you can now see us as well as hear us, this will be available on YouTube so they can follow the the video and see exactly what we're talking about right now. All right. And maybe you'll post this to your website. Yes, I, I believe that we need to put this on the website as well, because this is such a powerful visual aid to understand the two phases, to understand, to be introduced to the damaging challenge known as sequence of returns risk. And number three, how can we mitigate against that damaging challenge that we will face in retirement? And what is your website and how can people reach you other than the website? The website is www.thewhistleragency.com. Uh, email is tim at thewhistleragency.com. And the phone number is 309-291-0491. And there is no T in Whistler. There is still no T in Whistler. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone. This is an intricate, con- an intricate concept to uh, make sense of. But it can make a huge difference in your retirement, as you can just see from the numbers and hear from the numbers. To make sure you are on top of planning for your retirement, follow or subscribe to this podcast. Give your friends a reason to further appreciate your friendship too by sharing. I'm Patrice Sikora, and let's talk again later. Thank you for listening to Whistler While You Retire. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of the Whistler Agency. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning. Investment advisory and financial planning services offered through Simplicity Wealth LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Insurance, consulting, and education services offered through the Whistler Agency. The Whistler Agency is a separate and unaffiliated entity from Simplicity Wealth LLC. Guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing company.